Hello, welcome to The Word on the Street, an awesome chance to engage with the Bible for you and your kids. Time to turn your spare time into God's time, and here to help is your host, Anna Ware. Have you ever read a really sad book? Or have you ever watched a really sad movie? I know that Finding Nemo starts off pretty sad. Have you seen that? When I was in high school, I read the book Tess of the D'Urbervilles and everyone told me what a sad, sad story it was. Now, I read halfway through the book and it wasn't sad. I remember thinking that Tess's life must get really sad from now on and I was right. I'm going to confess something now. I often think that my life might be like being at the middle section of that book because it is all good so far. Nothing really bad has happened yet. I haven't had to experience super hard times for me to live through. And when I think about how I might be living in the middle section of this book and maybe life is going to get much harder from here on out, I start to worry. I know that hard times will strengthen me. I know that it's good to welcome hard times because I know God's going to make me stronger through them. But at the same time, I want an easy life. I want to be able to relax and live in luxury. I want God to just leave me as strong as I am now and not make me stronger. I want him to give me an easy time. Although I have to say that COVID has not been an easy time for me. And I have actually grown a lot stronger through the experience. Who is in control? Who has ultimate authority? Who allows bad things to happen and why? These are some of the things that are addressed in the story we're going to be looking at in this episode about Job. What do you think? Today, we're going to play a game of Would You Rather, and it's a quick game. You just need to choose one or the other. I want you to choose whether you would rather have a broken arm or a broken leg. Would you rather have a Band-Aid on your ear or a Band-Aid on your eye? Would you rather have a sore throat or a snotty nose? Would you rather not being able to see at all or not being able to hear at all? Last one. Would you rather painful sores all over your body or would you rather not being able to feel anything at all? Story time. Many, many, many years ago, a man named Job lived in the land of Uz. He was a truly good man. He respected God. He refused to do evil. Now, Job had seven sons and three daughters. He was so rich that he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 pairs of oxen, 500 donkeys, and a large number of servants as well. He was the richest person in the east. 
Job's seven sons took turns having feasts in their home, inviting their sisters to join in with eating and drinking. And after each feast, Job would send for his children and perform a ceremony as a way of asking God to forgive them for any wrongs they may have done, just in case they had sinned or silently cursed God. Now one day, angels gathered around the Lord and Satan was there with them. The Lord asked Satan, where have you been? And Satan replied, I've been going over all the earth. This is a very unusual story. We don't see many stories like this. Many people have been wondering whether it was a fictional story that has been written down to encourage us or whether it really happened. And the answer is that most scholars believe that this actually really happened. After Satan told God that he had been going over all the earth, the Lord asked him, What do you think of my servant Job? No one on earth is like him. He is truly a good person who respects me and refuses to do evil. Satan didn't actually think that was fair. He said, Why shouldn't he respect you? You are like a wall protecting not only him, but his entire family and property. You make him successful in whatever he does. Try taking away everything he owns and he will curse you to your face. Satan is wondering, does Job follow God because God has given him so many treats, so many luxuries? Hmm, well, we'll get to see. The Lord replied, All right, Satan, do what you want with anything that belongs to him, but don't harm Job. Well, then Satan left. Job's sons and daughters were having a feast in the home of his oldest son when someone rushed up to Job and said, While your servants were ploughing your oxen and your donkeys were nearby eating grass, enemies attacked and stole the oxen and donkeys. Your other servants were killed and I was the only one who escaped to tell you. That servant was still speaking when a second one came running up and saying, God sent down a fire that killed your sheep and your servants and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Before that servant finished speaking, a third one raced up and said, three gangs of Chaldeans attacked and stole your camels. All of your other servants were killed and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. That servant was still speaking when a fourth one dashed up and said, your children were having a feast and drinking wine at the home of your oldest son, when suddenly a windstorm from the desert blew the house down, crushing all of your children. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. What would you do if you heard all this news all at once? Well, when Job heard this, he tore his clothes and he shaved his head because of his great sorrow. He knelt on the ground then worshipped God and said, We bring nothing at birth. We take nothing with us when we die. The Lord alone gives and takes. Praise the name of the Lord. In spite of everything, Job did not sin or accuse God of doing wrong. When the angels gathered around the Lord again, Satan was there with them and the Lord asked, Satan, where have you been? Satan replied, I've been going over all the earth. Then the Lord asked, well, what do you think of my servant Job? No one on earth is like him. He truly is a good person. He respects me, refuses to do evil, and he hasn't changed, even though you persuaded me to destroy him for no reason. 
Satan answered, There's no pain like your own. People will do anything to stay alive, try striking Job's own body with pain, and he will curse you to your face. All right, the Lord replied, make Job suffer as much as you want, but just don't kill him. Satan left and caused painful sores to break out all over Job's body from head to toe. Then Job sat on the ash heap to show his sorrow. And while he was scraping his sores with a broken piece of pottery, his wife asked, why do you still trust God? Why don't you curse him and die? Job replied, don't talk like a fool. If we accept blessings from God, we must accept trouble as well. In all that happened, Job never once said anything against God. Three of Job's friends came along when they heard about his troubles and they wanted to comfort him. They came near enough to see Job, but they could hardly even recognize him. These three friends and Job's wife took turns trying to convince Job to curse God and then give up the will to live and just die. But Job refused. He continued worshiping God, trusting God, loving God, even though he had nothing left. Now God was very, very proud of Job. He rewarded Job for his faithfulness. After Job had listened to his friends and his wife, he prayed for them. The Lord made Job twice as rich as he had been before. The Lord blessed Job with more than ever. He gave him 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, a thousand pair of oxen and a thousand donkeys and seven sons and three daughters. God is in control. God has ultimate authority. God can choose whatever he wants to happen. God has his reasons for giving you hard times to endure. We need to keep on trusting him. I have heard of many, many people who love the Lord while things are good. And as soon as bad things come along, as soon as someone that they love gets sick, as soon as trouble comes along in their lives, they abandon God. They say, God mustn't be a good God to allow this to happen. But God does have his reasons. We need to keep on trusting him. Question time. There is only one question today because I think it is quite a big one and I don't want you to cut this time short discussing it. And the question is this. Do you think that experiencing hard times would be something you would want to go through in order to grow in maturity and wisdom and strength? Why or why not? Next week, we are going to be looking at Nehemiah and the hard times that he went through trying to rebuild Jerusalem's walls. The Word on the Street podcast is part of the Eternity Podcast Network, and there is a broad range of other podcasts there that I'm sure you will love. Eternity Podcast Network has actually got a new podcast joined us this year, and it is titled Seven Things I Wish Christians Knew. Michael Bird is the author of the book, Seven Things I Wish Christians Knew, and the podcast is based on that same book, a super series 
designed to help you get past seven of the most common mistakes Christians make when it comes to the Bible. Until next week, keep on trusting the Lord. Well, we have come to the end of this episode, but it doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. Why not take a moment now to think about what you can take away from today's talk? Oh, and if you want to discover more episodes and resources, head on over to the Word on the Street website. There's a link in the show notes, and you'll also find there a copy of today's passage. Thanks for being part of the Word on the Street. We're really looking forward to you joining us again real soon. You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network. EternityPodcasts.com.au